This is the Non-Microwave Truth, and I am C.L. Whiteside. Episode 77. We didn't came a long way. We didn't switched up the intro or theme music, whatever you want to call it. But we keep the, the formula the same. We're starting with our first world problem today. Again, it's called a first world problem because there's no right or wrong to it. And it's not a doctrine question. Like, if you don't believe this or you don't agree with this, then you going to hell. Like, it's not that serious. But it is something to get you thinking. Our first world problem question today is, you taking a guess. Last year at this time, I did a podcast episode titled Word of the Year. And what that's based off is every year, I think for like the last five or six years, I've picked a word to live by. I think I got this from John Gordon. It was like one word per year. And what I do is, right before my birthday... I pick a word, put it on a piece of paper, put the definition on there or what it kind of means to me. And then I put a few Bible passages to go along with it. So like this past year, my word was prioritize. And then the definition was determine the order for dealing with a series of items or tasks according to their relative importance. Designate or treat something as more important than others. And my, my idea behind that was I need to prioritize and put God number one. Because, I mean, I can be busy. I, I stay busy. But at the end of the day, the number one most important thing is my relationship with God. Bible passage I picked with that was like Matthew 6, verse 33. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. You get the gist. But this year, here are the three words that I'm picking between. I'm picking between steward, servitude, and bold. What do you think I'm going to pick? Now, I'm going to just give you a quick little breakdown on my my rationale or thought process behind each one. The first one, steward. I'm thinking in my head, all right, maximize opportunities and blessings from God. The mindset and have the mindset of everything is from God. And I want to maximize the things that the Lord is blessing me with. The second one, servitude. Thought process behind that is service as a man of God and husband. And just understanding and constantly reflecting on the fact that the greatest man ever is Jesus. And he was the best servant ever. So having that servant mindset like him. And then the, the last one, bold. I pick bold because I'm like, Dog, we, in a, we are in a spiritual war. I want to be bold and I want to stand for God. So between those three words, what do you think I will pick for my word of the year? And again, that was steward, servitude, and bold. The last word I just picked was prioritize. So some a little different, I think. I think that's what the Lord is kind of directing me towards. But what do you think? Love to hear from you on Instagram or Twitter. Which of those three words do you think I'm going to pick? And some of you might be like, I think you're going to actually change your word in the next week or two because the Lord is going to be like, little man, change your word. And that could be the case. So I guess you can say I'll pick something else. That's not even an option that I gave you. And feel free to do this with me. I usually just do it every year around my, my birthday. So I know my brother and I, we're going to be picking a word in the next couple of weeks. His birthday is in October as well. But yes, if you want to join me in doing this, feel free to. I would love to hear from you on Instagram or Twitter. My handle is championlife 23 And this is our first world problem. It is dinner time. The title of our episode today is, Am I Delusional? This episode is all about self-awareness. Like, do you consider yourself a self-aware person? Like, do you know what people say about you when you're not around? 
What do you think someone will say about you that doesn't like you? What would someone say about you that is a fan of you? Do you have a good idea of what someone would say about you if they were just being completely honest, keeping it a hundred, keeping it a buck? Do you know what they would say about you? And the real question is, what do you say about yourself? Is what you say about yourself actually true? And I'm telling you, I was like, I have to do this episode because people real life lack this quality. What quality am I talking about again? Oh, yeah. Self-awareness. And I, I can't lie. I think that's one of my strengths. Like I am very rarely the smartest person in the room. But you know what I can do? I can see who is full of it. And then I can see who actually knows what they're talking about. And on this episode of Am I Delusional? We are really going to look at how self-aware are you as an individual? And like it's it's levels to this delusion that people have. Like if I came up to you and said, you know, I'm a tall white woman with a lot of hair. I mean, I named everything that was opposite. Tall. Nope. I'm short. White. Nope. I'm blickety blickety black. Woman. Nope. I'm a man. A lot of hair. Ha. I'm bald and proud, baby. That's like a super big extreme, right? What if I said I'm the best singer on the planet? I mean, I can sing, but am I actually good at singing? No. I mean, I do play around with people like I could have been the next Chris Brown or Usher or something. I just didn't want to live that lifestyle. But I'm just playing. I know I really can't sing. But if I would have put my mind to it, I could have been the best singer in the whole wide world. Isn't that what we always tell kids? And it's like I could have practiced 10,000, 20,000 hours. Sometimes people just don't have it. And that's one of those things I just didn't have. And that's okay, despite what our culture tells us. You can be anything you want to be. So I gave you an extreme delusional. Then I just gave you the mid delusional. But how about like the slightly true delusional? (laughs) I can never do anything right. I told y'all I could have been an active boy. Okay, enough of that. But let me break down a couple, a few characteristics of myself that I'm self-aware about and kind of what they mean to me and how those things could kind of get twisted by someone else who felt the same thing. So three things that I am aware of about myself. I'm short, I'm black, and I'm a man. Now that first one, short. I don't see that as a negative. It's just a fact or something that makes me different or it makes me unique. It means certain things I need to get a stool for because I can't reach. And you know what? My hops are deteriorating, dropping. So I don't want to be jumping up there getting certain things. So I need a ladder. I need a stool. But I know some people take short as a negative and that makes them have a chip on their shoulder in the the negative way. You heard a little man syndrome. That's people who just run around angry because they little and just, I don't know, just angry. Like, bro, why you why you so mad? Because you short like what? That ain't a sin. It's not like you ugly because you short. But another characteristic that's visual that people usually define themselves by is their weight. If someone is self-aware that they have picked up a bunch of pounds, it can be good because they can realize they actually can make a change and they need to start working out, eating healthier, live a healthy lifestyle. But in the same way, I have seen I like I remember hearing two women talking and they were like, girl, I'm not fat. I'm thick. Blah, 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 blah. And it was like, if you took a BMI test or a skinfold test, 
you would definitely be in the category of obese. And that's just a higher risk of disease and all that other stuff. So if that person thinks that they aren't able to make any changes in the same light, though, it could be bad if you realize that you have picked up weight and that becomes an insecurity for you. And if that's why you stop liking yourself, what I've seen people do is they project that onto other people and think that people don't like them, too, for the same reason that they don't actually like themselves. And that's one of those things when people are like, they're looking at me because I'm short. They're looking at me because I'm fat. They're looking at me because fill in the blank. And it's like, nobody's probably looking at you. No one really cares. But since that's an insecurity and something you don't like about yourself, you think other people don't like you for the same reason and are paying you attention. And it's like, that's not true. And like I said, I'm aware that I'm black. That's just me being aware of what others may think of me. Expectations that may come along with that from black people from white people, from anybody. There are certain expectations that usually come along with that. And then the last one I said was was being a man. I just want to go to the correct bathroom. I'm just kidding. Well, kind of. But it's just understanding that God has certain expectations for me as a man. And I need to know and live by those expectations that God has set aside for men to be a godly man. And on this episode of Am I Delusional, we have to get at the idea or the message that our culture tries to tell us that we can be anything that we want to be. Like, I can't be an NFL lineman. I can't be a teenager. I just can't. Like, those things have passed me. It's, it's, it's impossible. And I'm going as far to say that those things are not in God's plan. So don't try to hit me with that. Nothing is impossible with the Lord. This ain't in God's plan. And I think what's allowed me to be self-aware is that growing up, I was coached hard. That made me more self-aware. Like, I don't need the Oreo effect. And you're like, what's the Oreo effect? I remember people coming to observe me teach. They would give you something positive. Then they would give you something you need to work on. And then they would give you something positive again. And it's like, I don't need all that. Just let me know what I'm doing wrong. Tell me something I didn't notice or I am blind to. Get to the point. Please don't waste my time. And I'm not saying I don't like to be complimented or I don't need words of affirmations, babe. So make sure you keep giving them to me. But what I'm saying is if you're coming to observe and to help me get better, get to the point. Let's cut out all the fluff. And what I've realized from coaching a number of sports and just being observant is that a good amount can't handle people telling them they're not good at this or they're not good at that. They can't handle people telling them their weaknesses. And as a result, how they react to that is, is horrible. Like they spend too much time trying to prove people wrong and being defensive instead of figuring out how to improve or how to tap into their strengths. And that's something where I've seen people miss out on blessings because we act like the person who told us this is our enemy. So we disregard everything else they say. And like, that's a huge point. We disregard what someone says to us, we miss out on blessings because they told us something we didn't want to hear. They told us our weaknesses or something that we need to prove improve on. And now we're like, that person's a hater. I don't want to hear anything they say. When actually they have a lot of good information and things that could actually help us. But we discard everything else they say. And a lot of us think too highly of ourselves. We're delusional to who we really are. And there's lots of different reasons for this. Sometimes it's because we just don't want to make a change. Or we think we can trick or lie our way out of it. Or other people have lied to us. 
I guess I shouldn't say lie because they're telling you that you're the best that they've seen and they just might not have seen a lot or you're the smartest to them, but they just might not have been around a lot of people. So what happens is that becomes our sense of reality and it's not actually reality. It's not actually truth. And then there's another trick where people think that if they talk about it enough, it'll come true. Like I can manifest this into existence. Some stuff you can't because your world is not the entire world. And what you're asking or trying to do is not just your world, but is actually the entire world and involves other people's lives. And on this episode of Am I Delusional, we've gotten to this state or this place, I would say, because so many motivational speakers and models are telling me I'm enough. You are, but we can't just leave it at that. And we have to explain why today. Self-awareness check right here. Personal confession. I'm bad. Like, I am hot garbage without Christ. I deserve to be in the same place as the worst people you can think of if I didn't have Jesus Christ. And if you're thinking to yourself, I'm a good person. I don't necessarily need Jesus. All poop stinks. And you got poop. And like I said, I know I have Jesus. I know I am a redeemed, bought back child that's reconciled, renewed and blessed by the best. But I still realize that I'm capable of just horrendous things. Like I know that I'm capable of cheating on my wife in a lot of different ways. So because of that, that that self-awareness, I create fences. I'm intentional and I'm self-aware to realize I need to call on the Lord each and every day. Or if someone asked me the question of, are you successful? I I would answer yes. But my self-awareness says, be humble. Humility. Where did you get the success from? How did you get the success? It's a gift from God. So if you get to thinking, I'm so good, I'm all of that, my poop doesn't stink. And we get enamored by those messages of, you're good enough. Good enough for what? Like, I don't need a savior. Yes, I do. I know I need a savior. Then, yeah, you're right. I am good enough. I'm good enough because Christ told me I am. And he swapped places with your boy. He swapped places with you, too. Proverbs 30 verse 12 sums this up very nicely. If we do not have God and we think we are good still, we think we are clean still. It says those who are pure in their own eyes and yet are not cleansed of their filth. The only person that can cleanse you and I is Jesus. And once you're cleansed by Jesus, believe that because that's where the devil comes in and says, you know what? Remember that one time you did this? God can't forgive that. Like you're really you're a horrible person. You suck. And this is where delusion comes in in the opposite way, because I've had athletes who I'm like, dude, you are really good. And they're like, or you just did that very well. And they're like, no, I'm not. I'm horrible. And it's like everyone else could see that they're good special or they can see that they're doing well, but they can't see it for themselves. And that's part of the delusion. That's part of finding the balance of understanding your identity is in Christ. You are renewed through Christ. So on this episode of Am I Delusional? We got to look at how do we keep ourselves from being delusional and instead be self-aware? First thing, we have to be aware of what we think about ourselves just as much as what others think about us. And the reason I say this is because what you think about yourself 
is what you usually think others think about you as well. We don't want to project microwave truths on ourselves. And that's those cliche messages of, I can be anything I want to be. You're enough. It also could be the messages of, I suck. I don't do anything right. All these messages alone are half truths. Like there's some truth to it, but it's not the absolute truth. It's not the non-microwave truth. And that's why it's so important to examine what you're thinking about yourself and why. What is causing you to view yourself the way you do and in response make you reactant or make you treat people a certain way? The second thing we can do to keep us from being delusional and creating self-awareness is invite people to be honest with you and don't get defensive or brush off what they're saying. Sometimes people might tell us something that's positive and be like, you're just being nice to me. That's not true. Just listen. Reflect examine and i have an instance where i definitely had someone who was being honest with me so how it works in my field or in my private sector of education is we don't necessarily apply for a job they just come to you and they give you a job offer it's called a divine call because it's something where you would be serving in public ministry in that particular role the role that i got called for was assistant principal so I had the option to either accept the position or to reject the position. And I remember someone who was completely honest with me. Like they didn't just tell me, oh, you'll be perfect for the job. In fact, they gave me more so their reservations on why they thought I should not take the position or maybe why I wasn't fit or ready for it at that given time. And the beauty of this is when you're making a big decision like this, you don't just want a bunch of yes men. You want people to talk to you and be 100% honest, especially if you know that they're coming from a place of love. And what that conversation made me do is it made me reflect. And in fact, I even understood why they said what they said. And it wasn't even a space for me to try and defend what decision I would or wouldn't make. It was just a time for me to listen. And long story short, I ended up accepting the position. But I know so many people would have been quick to write off that person and call them a hater. You didn't believe in me. And then they would write the person off. And since they didn't tell us what we wanted to hear, or they were just flat out wrong about that thing, we don't want anything else to do with them ever again. Oh yeah, and side note, mature Christians will come back like when that person gave me their reservations and stuff and have a conversation about it. Because we've had a number of conversations with it and they're like, yeah, I see how God worked. I see how God did this. I'm glad it worked out the way it did. But like self-awareness is just understand, like, don't take it personal because what the person is saying has some truth to it. And you know how tough it is for someone who loves you to tell you you need to make changes. You need to be better at something. You have to make sure you step up in this area or be careful about that. Like I've been in that position where I told someone my reservations for them and then that person, they did it. And then they come back to me like, you doubted me. You was wrong. Blah, 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 blah. One, that's not what I said. You got too sensitive on that one point that you didn't agree with. And two, I don't usually say this because I can see that the person can't handle it, but it's like, you still haven't made it. You have a long ways to go. And this is what I was talking about exactly. Like, I never doubted the skill. I was getting on the pattern that you've shown and how that won't work because you need to treat the skill with delicacy and a certain discipline that you have not shown consistently. 
And like I said, there are some of us who cannot take positive comments or affirmations from other people. Shut up. Shut up. Listen and just say thank you. If you think the person is gassing or lying to you, reflect on it. Think about the ways that they could actually be right. Think about how God might be trying to show you the partnership that he has with you. All right. Third big thing on this episode of Am I Delusional that keeps us from being delusional and instead makes us self-aware is constantly remind yourself of what God thinks about you and be in communication with him about what his will is for you. Be on God's time. People are most delusional when they think and they can get something done faster than they actually can. And we are going to look at some people in the Bible now. Have you ever met someone who was just like pathetic or they had no confidence, no swag? And they were just like limp, like eh. delusional, like they could do nothing. Exodus chapter three and four. We come to Moses. Moses being self-aware to a fault and saying he can't lead the people out of Israel because he's a nobody even though God told him he could. But, but, but what if no one else believes me? Then another excuse of, I don't talk well. And we are the same as Moses, because it's like, Moses, did you forget that God was with you? And what's even bigger is when God is telling you or I, or in this case, he was telling Moses to do something. We have to forget about all of our shortcomings and know that God is with us. Go read about that in Exodus chapter three and four and see if you are like that ever. It's one thing to be humble. It's another thing to be dismissive of the purpose that God has for you. And usually what God is going to do is he's going to use other people to try to push you and pride you to take the next step. Now, on the opposite end, we usually have the people who think too highly of themselves. I'm good enough to be a CEO of a company, but yet no company is willing to hire you to do that. Hey, I'm D1. You're a senior and you have no offers. I'm a good leader. No one follows you. Or what's even worse is everything that leader touches gets destroyed. Bible example comes from Mark chapter 14, verse 27 to 31. And this is Peter. This is when Peter is like, I will never disown you. Not sure if he could even fathom that thought. Like, I don't think he fathom the thought that he could disown Jesus. Peter was like, even if all the other disciples leave you, even if they all fall away, I won't fall away. I die for you. And Jesus response was today. Yes, tonight before the rooster crows twice, you yourself will disown me three times. But Peter insisted. Even if I have to die with you, I will never disown you. And you know what? He wasn't the only one who said this. All the other disciples said the same thing. And if you know anything about it, Peter failed. And that's a prime example of us putting our faith in our own skills or abilities instead of putting it in the creator of those skills and those abilities. And on this episode of Am I Delusional? We got to look at a person from the Bible that is along the same lines of I can be anything I want or I can have anything I want. And that's a lot. A lot in the Bible is a great example on how we can get delusional. We can get delusional when we fix our minds on something that causes us to ignore God's sign saying stop or don't get closer. Or you know what? Take this path. Or that's not what I want you to do. 
because we look around and we see something appealing to the eye, just like Lot did when he saw Abram give him the first choice of where he wanted to live. And this is in Genesis chapter 13, verse 10 to 13. And I know some of y'all are like, well, hold, hold up, what's wrong with that? And the catch is this, what's appealing to our flesh, what's appealing to our eyes. This is the same thing that made Lot, just like us, be okay with sin. And Lot was okay with being in places of sin in order to get what his flesh and what his eyes desired. We are delusional when we are like, sin has no effect on me. And when we get so close to this life of sin and or choosing paths that God didn't necessarily choose for us, we can lose ourselves or lose our loved ones. And if you're not familiar with this, Lot chose to live in Sodom and Gomorrah. These were two wicked cities because the land was good. It was appealing to the eye. He wanted to make his life easier as a shepherd. Good land makes sense. But his delusion cost him. His lack of self-awareness cost him. You would have thought the first time when God had to use Abram to go save Lot because he got captured in the war because of the place that he was living. This is in chapter 14 of Genesis. Abram had to go save him. And he's still like, man, this is some good land. I don't care how nice that land is. I'm not trying to get captured and be somebody prisoner of war. Now, let's go to Genesis chapter 18 and 19. We see that where Lot lived was so wicked that God is like, I got to destroy these cities. Now, in the process of this, Lot almost gave his daughters to get raped. And he actually lost two of his son-in-laws because they were delusional and thought he was joking when he said, hey, we got to go. Verse 16 says this. Even Lot hesitated and the angels had to grab him. That's in chapter 19. So Lot almost lost himself. He didn't. God saved him. But he did lose his wife. Because when the angel said, don't look back, she just had to look back and she became a pillar of salt. And why this correlates so strongly with us today is because it's like we are taught to plan our lives to the max, chasing after what's appealing to the eye. Like what he was chasing, it wasn't even bad. He was just wanted some good land. He didn't think about what he was exposing himself to. We are guilty of this too. I see in athletics. I see families chasing after a scholarship. That's not a bad thing, but they can become monsters, hypocrites, just crazy. I see it with the idea of I'm going to have a specific job to make a specific amount of money. Like that's not always bad, but if it's not in God's plan, you're exposing yourself to things that God has not intended for you to see and be exposed to. And the three points of beware of what you think about yourself just as much as what others think about you. And the second point, invite others to be honest with you. And the third one of constantly remind yourself of what God thinks about you and be in communication with him. I got this from Jesus. I got the theory or the philosophy from Jesus. Yes, the son of God. He was very, very self-aware. Luke chapter nine, verse 18 to 20. It says, once Jesus was praying in private and his disciples were with him, he asked them, who do the crowd say I am? They replied, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others, that one of the prophets of long ago has come back to life. But what about you, Jesus asked, who do you say I am? 
Peter answered, God's Messiah. Jesus invited his disciples to be honest with him. Like I was talking about us inviting people to be honest with us. Originally, I thought, well, that's easy for him because they called him a God. But when I thought about this, it's tough from the standpoint of Jesus was embracing the responsibility that came with that. Right after that, you know what he talks about? Jesus talks about going to heaven and sitting on the throne and partying? Nope. He talks about the new heaven and the new world? Nope. He predicted his rejection. He predicted his suffering. He predicted his death. He talked about the worst things that would happen to him. He was self-aware and focused on God's will, the Heavenly Father's will. And to close this up on this episode of Am I Delusional? I have to point out the fact that as a beneficiary of being one of God's children, our self-awareness can be sturdy in knowing that we can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. That's Philippians 4 verse 13. I am enough not because of what I have done, but because of what Jesus has done and rewarded me with. He swapped places with me and has given me his VIP salvation card. And let's just be real. I can't just be anything. You can't either, and that's okay. But I know that in God's eyes, you can be something great. Because he does have a special plan for you. He does have a special plan for me. And this is the non-microwave truth. Thanks for joining me on this episode of Am I Delusional? Peace Punch, Captain Crunch. Say no to drugs and yes to Jesus. I'm out.